Come all you sinners, pull up a chair, let's clear the air, because we've all been there. We can share and compare the despair, wear and tear of the trials, traumas, and tribulations we bear. Yet, we live to tell the tale. So no, my friend, it's not the end. Your life story is all for his glory. It's a setup for a step up, baby. Today, we're discussing failure of the best kind, that epic, spectacular, failing forward kind of fiasco that makes you better, stronger, richer, the most dreadful danger to the powers of darkness and the most potent weapon in the kingdom of God. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Excited to be with you today. Zach Lowe and Tamara Lowe in the house. And we are talking about how to rebound from failure. So Coach Tam, tell us, how do you rebound from failure? Well, I've had so much of it. So I am in such good practice about talking about this subject. And I will say that it's really kind of human nature to be ashamed of failure, to want to hide it, to not talk about it, to let it give you a definition of yourself that that you shouldn't. But I think in retrospect, having seen a lot of failure and a lot of successes, but a lot of failure in my life, that failure is one of the best things. It's one of the best things for for you personally, for your self-development. It's one of the best things for your ministry. It's one of the best things for your finances. And I will give you an example, okay? So I went through a very devastating divorce after a 23-year marriage. And this was some 15 years ago, but it was so devastating to me that in myself, I just wanted to run from it. I wanted to distance myself from it. I wanted to sweep it under the rug, change my name, assume a new identity, go into the witness protection program, disappear, disavow all knowledge of it, and quit ministry forever and ever. Amen. You see, we we often want to distance ourselves from our trials, tragedies, our flaws, and our failures. That's human nature. But here's the nature of God. He redeems our tragedies. He turns them into testimonies that can radically transform the lives of others. We think that our failures disqualify us, but God says quite the opposite. Your failures qualify you for your calling. And if you think about it, with the possible exception of the Apostle Paul, who, by the way, described himself as the world's worst sinner, all of the apostles were really quite ordinary. They were extraordinarily ordinary. That, and so were the great heroes of the faith, like the stuttering murderer that you know as Moses, or the despised human trafficking victim that you know as Joseph, the adulterous killer that you know as King David, the destitute immigrant widow that you know as Ruth, and the, the marginalized, obscure orphan that you know as Queen Esther. All of these people endured such epic failures, and yet we consider them heroes of the faith. 
So you can you can let your failures refine you or you can let them define you. And it's your choice. They can make you better or they can make you bitter. Your failures can keep you imprisoned or they can make you a not to be messed with liberator, a jailbreaker who opens the shackles and busts open the cells of other prisoners. And check it out. Your failures can make you penniless poor or they can make you a fortune. Your flaws and failures can make you relatable, likable, and lovable. And if you're willing to own your failures, you have the power to own your future. And Zach, you, you're younger than me, but I know that, that you also have experienced trials and failures and you have your own flaws. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think that's awesome. I love, I love that. Those are incredible examples from the Bible and how, yeah, failure is, is the norm, right? It's to be expected. And it's what do you do in the face of failure? What do you do when you're faced with these challenges? One of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite non-Bible quotes from Sir Winston Churchill is, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. And I think every time that we're faced with not only a failure, but just a challenge, right? Like sometimes like we make challenges out to be failures. Okay. We make the struggle out like, oh, I'm failing. I'm flailing. I'm floundering. No, you're just being challenged right? You're just facing a mountain or a giant or an obstacle. And you are faced with the question of what to do. And I think you've got three choices. I think there's three choices and it is a choice, right? It can be an unconscious choice that you make, but I think it helps to consciously recognize I have the choice in the face of failure, in the face of an obstacle, I can either grow, cope, or run away. So what am I going to do when I fail, when I face a challenge, when I'm struggling? I have three options. I can grow, cope, or run away. So I want to consciously decide I'm going to grow, right? Because that is life. That's the life journey is we're going to be faced with challenges and we're going to be called to rise to the occasion, to adapt, to evolve, to grow, to overcome the obstacle. Or we could cope. We could say, well, you know, that that was painful. That business failure, that marriage failure, that loss, that challenge. This is just too big of an obstacle. And I'm just going to cope, right? I'm just going to, I'm going to get some good coping mechanisms. I'm going to, you know, just lay low and not do anything. Or you could run away. <laughs> you could get out of Dodge and try to just get that thing as far away from you as possible and surrender to the enemy in a sense. So I think you've always got that choice to make. And I think that's a, like a helpful framework to just be conscious of. Like when I fail, when I'm challenged, what am I going to do? And I think it's helpful to just decide today when that happens, I'm going to recognize it and I'm going to just choose to grow. I'm going to say, I'm not going to cope. I'm not going to run away. I'm going to grow. And what happens is you go to the next level. That I think that is how you ascend through life. That is how you ascend through ministry. That is how you ascend through business. You're going to fail. You're going to face challenges. And your choice needs to be to grow. Because when you grow, you're going to go to the next level. If you decide to cope or run away, 
like that's where it's game over. That's where like you don't have the courage to continue that counts. Yeah, right. I've been actually this week, Zach, studying um, one of the real heroes of the faith from the Bible. Do you guys know the story of Fotine? Do you know the story of Fotine? Sometimes pronounced Fotini. Fotine, not coming to mind, no. no. You don't know this story? It's a New Testament story. Fotine. This, yes. In fact, Jesus had the longest recorded conversation in the New Testament with Fotine. P-H-O-T-I-N-E, sometimes pronounced Fotini. Yeah. Yeah. So um, also, Fotine was the first person that Jesus revealed himself as the Messiah outright, said, I am he, I'm the one. Do you know who that was? I think we've got some, we've got clues in the chat. I didn't know that this person had that, had that name. Well, actually, there's a very long history in, in scripture. She is not named. She is the, the woman at the well in Samaria, Jacob's well. But it is very well documented that when she was baptized by the apostles, that she was given the name Fotine. And we know quite a lot about her, actually. We know that she had five sisters that she also led to the Lord. She had two sons. All of them were became very active in evangelistic work. Um, Fotine was recorded, very, very well documented and very well known in uh, the Eastern Orthodox Church that she was a martyr. She was martyred, as were her sisters and as were her sons, by the Emperor Nero. Mm -hmm. And I see somebody, uh, Craig says she was apostolic. Do you know that the Eastern Orthodox Church actually gave her a title of equal to the apostles, equal to the apostles. Hmm. And what I love about, there's so much to love about Fotine's story. Um, but we, we through the ages, I think, have really misrepresented her and mischaracterized her as some loose, immoral woman. Um, to be sure, even if none of it was her fault, even if she was divorced and in that, that time, only the men could divorce their wives and they could do it for any reason or for no reason. But even if she was divorced and set aside, abandoned by her previous husbands, maybe she was infertile. Um, even so, even if it wasn't her fault, it is still a burden to bear to have been married five times. Now, it's interesting that as often as Jesus says in the scriptures, go and sin no more, and calls people to repentance. He never called Fotine to go and sin no more and never called her to repentance. So it's very likely that her divorces or the reason that she was married for, for five times were not her fault, that, that she was maybe her husband died or some of them died. Maybe she was infertile and she was set aside for that reason or maybe for no reason at all. And the man that she was living with, Jesus never said that she was living in sin. She could have been living with an uncle. She could have been living with a cousin, a male relative. In those times, it wasn't safe for women to live on their own. But I think that that it is very interesting that she was not called out for her sin, but her past was identified 
and things that would have been a burden for her to bear. And, and the reason that I think it's good to rethink it is because failure always has a lot of facets. Failure is never one dimensional. And there's so much that you can learn from Fotine's story. And as you examine it in the beautiful light of hindsight, your own stories and, and your own failures and flaws and the things that that would cause you to kind of pull back from your public ministry. What I love about Fotine, though, is that rather than shrinking back from the message of Christ, she embraced it and she embraced her calling in a way that gave her that distinction of being recognized as equal to the apostles. And speaking of the apostles, how many apostles does it take to change a light bulb? I'm saying all 12 because Jesus was hungry and it took the entire apostolic leadership team to go and get food. And they left him there at the well all by himself talking to this woman. Whereas Jesus says, I'm thirsty. And one untrained woman goes and wins the entire city to the Lord. And also, I think what's interesting is that if she were this woman of disrepute, as history, I think, has erroneously and incorrectly painted her as, then nobody would have listened to her. She would have been the town nutcase. She she would have been, oh, don't listen to her. She's always with some new man, right? But it doesn't say that. It says, in fact, that just on her testimony, before they even heard Jesus for, him, for themselves, that many people believed just because of Votine's testimony. And then, to their credit, the Samaritan people invited Jesus to stay with them for two days. He stayed with them for two days. He spoke. And then the people's testimony was, now we believe Votine, not just because of what you said, because they believed what she said. She was respected. And you can tell, even in the interaction that she had with Christ, that she was an intelligent woman that she was a God-fearing woman. She said, I know Messiah is coming. She had conviction about it. She was, she was smart. She was bright. She was, she was able to articulate her opinions. And the Lord did not despise her or rebuke her. The Lord engaged in an in intelligent conversation with her. And so um I, I, I like to highlight Fotine's story in the context of our subject today of failure, because if Fotine had judged her failure or her misfortunes, what she had been through as a reason to disqualify herself from ministry, we wouldn't know her name today. And as it stands, she is a great hero of the faith. She had the longest recorded conversation with Christ in the New Testament, the very first person that Jesus Christ revealed himself to as Messiah because she refused to let her failures define her. And so I, I think that's a great challenge for you and I. I remember, Zach, years ago, I was on one of my very first coaching calls when I first entered into this space and said yes to the call of God on my life to equip emerging Christian leaders as speakers, writers, authors, communicators, influencers. The Lord gave me that mandate, said, I want you to raise up a new generation, teach them what you know. And I didn't know really how to even enter into this space, but I did it. I did it by faith. And 
And I remember I was on a coaching call with about 30 people and I opened up the microphone. I said, hey, anybody who wants to ask a question, just press three on your phone and you'll go into the question queue. And so I took a question from a man who did not want to identify himself by name. And he said, I'm just wondering, Coach Tam, he said, um, I, I feel like that I have a book in me and I'm considering using a pen name. Now, normally, if that question were asked of me, should I use a pen name? Um, I might answer something along the lines of, you know, you're, you can use a pen name. There's not any, anybody's permission that you need to get if you want to use a pen name. If you maybe you don't, don't like your real name or you want to you do something anonymously, you can. That's fine. But in this instance, I just felt a little check in my spirit about it. And I said, well, tell me. Why do you want to use a pen name? What is the reason you want to use a pen name? And he got very quiet. And then he said, well, he said, here's the truth, is that I was a mega church pastor, a very, very popular pastor with thousands in my congregation. I had a huge television ministry, and then I had a moral failure. And he said, since that time, I have left ministry, but the thing about it is, is that ministry hasn't left me. And that is because the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. They are not going to be taken away from you. When you think about David and Bathsheba, David killed Bathsheba's wife, and he had a child out of wedlock, but the kingdom was not ripped away from him. His calling remain secure as the word of God itself. So the gifts and callings of God are not going to be taken away from you. And so I said to this man, I said, you can use a pen name if you want. No doubt the gift of God is still in you. The revelations that you've had are, are still alive and well in you. And you can use a pen name if you want. But if you do, just be aware that you will lose the value of your failure. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, your failure has value because everybody's failure has value. God redeems our failures. He redeems our sins. He's in the redemption business. And I said, so do you think you're the only person who has ever had a moral failure? No, you're not. And the fact that you would demonstrate that you've repented, that your heart is still for the Lord, that you've learned some valuable lessons along the way, this could be the game changer for other people who need to hear that message. And so I encourage all of you, as you analyze your failures and the things that you in the past maybe condemned yourself for and that the enemy has used that against you and tried to shame you and blame you and keep you from the destiny that God has on your life, Examine those failures in the light of God. Examine them in the light of redemption, because God can use those failures even way more powerfully than he can use your successes, believe it or not. Because what is it that we relate to as we look at scripture? We relate to the liars, the sinners, the murderers, the ones of ill repute, the ordinary, not the extraordinary. We relate to these people who are sort of nothings 
but God made them into some things. God made them into superstars. And it is your failures and your flaws and the things that make you feel less than that actually make you relatable. Because everybody else feels those things too. Everybody else feels like, oh, I don't know if I can do this thing that I'm called to. I feel less than. I'm not sure. Everybody struggles with insecurity. But in in putting a light on the things that you've been through, it brings so much freedom for other people. Yeah, amen. Good word. Good word, Coach Tam. I think this topic of failure, you know, we could look at it from two different places, two different lenses. One is the past and one is the future, right? And I think we've we've hit a lot on the past because it can either cripple you or it can empower you. Like it has the, you have the option to let your past failure cripple you and hinder you and stop you or actually empower you. You know, Coach Jillian's not here, but she would say about your purpose, that your purpose is your pain or your failure wrapped in redemption and on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. So like your, your quote failures, you've got that, that option. You can let them hinder you. You can let them hold you back or you can let them fuel you and let them, you know, be something that you look at as like an even so I'm overcoming or because I will overcome, right? But then we could also look at the future and we also tend to have a relationship with failure, thinking about failure in a future-oriented lens, right? Like a fear of failure. Oh, like I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid of failing. And the thing that that comes to mind to me that I'm sure we've all heard but tend to forget is that at the end of people's lives, you know, and this has been surveyed, documented, researched, and recorded, at the end of people's lives, the regrets they have are failures of omission, not commission. So a failure of commission is like, I committed a failure. A failure of omission is I omitted something from my life. I I didn't do something. I put it off and off and off and off. And that fear of failure will lead to the ultimate regret. Like that leads to the ultimate failure. So we've got to, like we talk about on this podcast, like recognize the schemes of the enemy because it it's failure is linked to to fear if we allow it to be. Like fear of failure, they go hand in hand. But if you can hear everything Coach Tam has said and look at these biblical perspectives and biblical examples, your failure in the past or in the future, it's not something to be feared. It's not something to be feared. It's something to to bring to the cross, to bring to the Lord and allow the Lord to wrap it in redemption, put you on a mission and cut out the noise. Cut out the noise of the enemy. Cut out the noise of your fears. Cut out the noise of, of anybody else that would want to to point at your failure. It's just one of those things like, a, even so, like, can we just have the courage to overcome fear, to overcome failure, and to to run the race? Because that's our only choice. Like, we've got this, this vapor of life. We've got this breath, this brief moment. And if we let failure define us, if we let failure be our lens and and really fear is what it is that's going to hinder us so i love this i love this topic coach tam you really spoke powerfully uh in a number of different ways so anything to add before we wrap here i do i just want to talk for a minute about our 
our space, the arena that we're in as communicators. And I've been in this arena all my life since I was a little girl. I've been a paid public speaker since I was four years old. I was a little bit of a novelty act. And and then as a young adult, I started a live events business and put on put on major seminars all over North America. And I've learned so much in decades of doing this stuff about how to launch coaching programs, how to produce curriculum, how to get people to sign up for high ticket coaching programs, how to fill live events. The reason I know so much is because I failed so much. The reason that most of the time when I do something now, whether that's to produce a curriculum or to write a book or to do a live event or whatever it is that I'm that I'm going to do, most of the time it's successful. And the reason is because I have so much history. I have so much organizational data that I can refer back to. So when somebody says to me as a coach, hey, listen, I'm getting ready to do this live event and I'm thinking to print this little brochure and I'm thinking to post this on Facebook and I'm thinking to price it in this way and I'll go beep, 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 back up the truck. That is all wrong. That is not going to work. Well, how do you know? I know because I tried it a hundred different ways and it didn't work and it failed and it will continue to fail. That is not a winning strategy. Here's a winning strategy, right? So, so part of the value of failure is that it prevents you from making the same dumb mistakes over and over again. You do that, ouch, it hurt. I stuck my hand in the fire. That was no fun. Mental note, don't do that again, right? It makes you it makes you smarter and it makes all the things that you do going forward into the future more successful. So, beloved, I challenge you today, embrace it. Kiss it on the lips. This is a gift from God to you that you've been through this exp these experiences that make you wiser, stronger, more influential, better, richer. They enrich your lives. So reframe failure in your own life and you will be super glad that you did. Amen. Love it. All right. We'll take some questions from our live members here and we will see you guys next week on the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting episode.